Welcome to Moving to Beer, everybody. This is Dan Kapersky coming at you. And we have a wonderful episode today talking about the movie Gremlins. With us today are two awesome co-hosts. It's Blake, the Mogwai expert. And Randall, the holiday movie horror movie expert. Mm-hmm. No, just kidding. Yeah, this is children's <laughs> horror. Children's horror movie holiday expert. So we had a discussion about what movie we were going to do. We were coming up on our 50th episode, and we were thinking, hey, it's Blake's birthday. Let's watch something from the year Blake was born. 1984. Woohoo! Good year, year of the Rat. Yes. Oh, really? Not the, the Gremlin. No, no. <laughs> it, it, it was on the Chinese calendar in the restaurant we went to. Maybe um, it's not a different one. Yeah. Maybe. So we watched this film with a couple of good beers. Uh, we'll talk about those later from mm-hmm. uh, Matchless Brewing and Rogue Brewing. Uh, but really, this is a film we had all seen before, but it's been a really long time. It's I haven't I haven't seen time. it in like, you know, close to 20 years. I saw it on a big screen in the, a little bit after 2010, like 14 or 15. I feel like it's a film I've seen so many times that I knew it beat for beat. And yet when I watched it, I was so shocked at how much I forgot. There's like, oh, I didn't know that happened. What? <laughs> I don't understand. What? Yeah. So good that my brain just had to block it out. So I'd be surprised when I saw it again. There's a lot of that. From yeah, that. we'll go with that. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a nice way to put uh, yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's this, what happened. This weird acid trip of a movie. <laughs> yeah, so there's going to be plot spoilers in this because, you know, the movie's been out for a while. Yeah. For 37 <laughs> years. If you haven't seen it, suck it up. Yeah, and there is a Gremlins 2, which we were going to watch, but we decided not to because we wanted to just preserve <laughs> our most excellent memories of this crazy film, which mm. was prior to PG-13 coming out. So, yes, this is why they call it children's horror because – Kids went to watch it because this opened the same weekend as Ghostbusters. Yep. And there was a lot of, it made a lot of, it made less than a million dollars than Ghostbusters made that opening weekend. So it made a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. Like, what did it gross? Like $130 million worldwide? Yeah. Something like that. that, People in the early to mid 80s were hungry for a tiny creature based horror. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, leprechauns, your critters. So uh, the film ultimately is narrated by the father who buys a gift for his son for Christmas. A mugwai. He's on vacation or he's not on vacation. He's on a sales trip. He's a he's an inventor and makes really bad, creepy, weird inventions. You know, they're kind of interesting and it's as what did he say? He tries to make the unusual or impossible possible. Inventor. Fantastic ideas for a fantastic world. I make theological logic. Oh yeah. That was a tagline. That was such a good pitch. Yeah. They were great inventions. If only they'd worked. Go work I mean, you, you don't want a bathroom right, buddy, exactly. the thing that's out oh, of a brick buddy. spraying toothpaste all over you? Yeah, and a, and a razor <laughs> How do you guys that just pops up. Yeah, it's basically, he, he was making like Lego versions of things. It's like, you can just attach things to it and press a button and it'll happen. Yeah. It's kind of He cool. was paying his mortgage with those inventions, guys. Like, let's give him some credit. Like, Yeah, but back in 1984, the mortgages weren't that high. That's it wasn't true. that expensive that's to live. And people were hungry for weird inventions. And, the pet mm-hmm. rock was a thing. And, and it, you didn't really Other get stuff. much of a backstory of the family, which I kind of appreciate. You just kind of jump into the middle of their Christmas celebration and, and you mm-hmm. know, the post-high school, pre-college age main character and his girlfriend have some interesting conversations about the holidays and, you know, why she hates Christmas and Christmas doesn't really exist in her life and in her world because, you know, very sad story, sad ending. And yet by the end of this movie, she's joyful for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. It's like, <laughs> yes, let's ruin it for everybody. It's a horrible Christmas. Yeah, not not an ideal Christmas. Not just because of the gremlins, but also just yeah, no good gifts that year. So mm-hmm. the dad goes, he's on, it looks like a Chinatown in like San Francisco or New York, mm-hmm. someplace big. 
And he goes to this shop and he always likes to go to collector shops like antique stuff and try to make bargains and sell him their product, his product. And he saw this, he heard the gremlin or the gremlin, the, the mogwai. gizmo, the mogwai, the little furry animatronic. Oh, and the other thing is no CG in this film. It's yeah. all animatronics. It's all puppetry. It was really expensive and crazy to make back then, but they did it. That's Joe Dante for you, man. Mm-hmm. He he goes niche and he goes niche hard. Yeah. What happens when you have a beatboxing mogwai? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was true. that what it's doing? My it's name beatboxing. is Gizmo. I'm here to say, <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Get that water away from yes. me, yeah. Wicca Wicca. So so nice. he 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 <laughs> finds this mogwai in this store ran by this elderly Chinese gentleman and his grandson brought the guy in and the three rules: don't get them wet, don't let them in the light or sunlight. It'll kill him. Mm-hmm. And don't feed them after midnight. You know, that set time that the entire planet follows. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. like it's not midnight anywhere, anywhere, you know. Love it. At any time. Did you feed them after midnight? There's lots of plot holes in in (laughs) issues with those issues, with those rules, but yeah. You get the uh, the infamous three rules. He takes it home to his family, who already have a dog. So why get two pets, but eh, whatever. But the dog's old. Yeah, he's just prepping for the dog passes on. Is Not that a, in the movie. Is that a trope in movies, like the three rules? It has to be, right? Well, I know I know. Uh, rule of three is a classic storytelling device. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a same for joke delivery. You it's the have same a, a setup, a setup, and then the punchline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same for design in general. Mm-hmm. Show it to them three times, colors or typeface. Or when you're teaching a child or teaching an adult, you have to usually repeat it three times in order for them. You don't repeat it in a row three times. You repeat it to them three times, given a space. So what you guys are saying... Is that three is the magic number? Yes, it and is. And that any day we're going to get Gremlins three. You've you've never well, when we seen. Made it, yeah, <laughs> you do. I don't know. I'm going to age myself here and say that I grew up watching things such as Sesame Street and Three is the magic number. Mm-hmm. Ah ah ah! <laughs> yes, three, <laughs> three burritos. Yes, the thing that will oh. fill you up the most and make you still hungry later. There's the three amigos. Yeah. There's the Return of the Jedi. Return of the nope nope twenty <laughs> words, but the third film nope yeah. wait There's, actually the sixth in the series the I'm Dark Knight oh right yeah yeah there, yeah, yeah. there you go anyway so we we enjoyed the film we watched it we we had a couple of good beers we had some Chinese food prior because we wanted to like set the stage mm-hmm. and that was the Chinese food we got here in Portland was really good oh, it, was, it was I mean delicious. It, was, it was great it was a step above standard it was much better than an exploding gremlin in a microwave or a ground up mm. gremlin in a Blender. You're not supposed to get him wet. He gets him wet. You're not supposed to feed him after midnight. He fed him after midnight. Yeah. He, he multiplied, and then after you feed him after midnight, they turn into gremlins. Mm-hmm. Gizmo didn't want to eat after midnight, but the others did. Yeah, what was up with that? He's smart. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. The plot required them to be mean. Oh, right, <laughs> right, right. Dance is more fun, but mine's correct. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they wanted one of them mm-hmm. to remain positive and good while the others went bad you guys to have, balance them. You guys have no idea how many rewrites that took. I'm sure it's a lot. <laughs> you can read IMDb and see some of the, the liner notes on it or go to Rotten Tomatoes. There's a lot of good synopsis about how and why this film did and turned out the way it did because there mm-hmm. was a lot of rewrites. Mm-hmm. I still posit that it should have been when Gizmo got wet and made new Mogwais, they're evil. If they got wet, they should have made good Mogwais. Mm. Or like copying a copy, they get worse and worse and weirder and weirder. 
I think that's oh. actually what happens. Like that, that, I, that uh... I did not realize that. <laughs> yeah, they get worse and worse. Yeah. So, so as mentioned, there are, they got wet. They, they got food after they, midnight. They murked and, that chicken, man. And they mm. totally then turned into these little cocoon alien looking things. And I swear to God, I was looking at aliens. I was like, they're green, glowing, smoke's totally. off them. Mm. Yeah. Would you say this was called a putrid stage? Yes. You're like, oh, this Where's is alien. Where's glow coming from, by the way? The light bulb inside that you <laughs> oh, can right. see. Like we were reading kind of the, the spoilers. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, look from. look for okay. the little green light bulbs. And... No, you, got, you guys don't know this because you don't have them here, but they're like uh, they're fireflies. Oh, uh, yeah. Gremlins are bioluminescent. I love those. This is just me making reasons to write a Gremlins 3 and pitch it and... <laughs> Get some of that good, good Disney money. Oh, well, the whole thing is you sweet. could just, you know, do science experiments. Like this poor science teacher, you know, his old friend that he took the the one of the multiplied. Oh, yeah, Mogwai he took one of the randos. And he snuck a sandwich after midnight and totally turned into the, the cocoon inside of the egg or inside of the cage. And right. then he opened right. the cage and the thing popped out and it ate him. It ate his head. It would have been nice. Oh, it would have been right. Nice I forgot one. about that again yeah. already. Yeah. It would have been a nice one, but he had to go stick it with some needle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Draw some blood. Gremlins don't like that. And he couldn't figure out what was in the blood or going on because, of course, he's not that kind of scientist. He's a science teacher. Yeah, <laughs> he has some idea about. The I don't think a form of scientist. I don't think a public. <laughs> Damn, Randall. <laughs> I don't think a public school is going to have the stuff you need to identify a gremlin. Yeah, I but mean, then... he, he saw it multiply though because he got it wet and it pop pop, and he was like, what? "Yeah, yeah." F- favorite gremlin thing from the movie. Like for me, it was when they're in the bar and it cuts to that one sitting at a table by itself with like sad noir <laughs> music playing, and I was just going insane. Like, is, is, is there acid in my beer? What's happening? Yeah. There was a bunch of really interesting. They they did takes on various films and genres and stuff is you know we were talking about like oh you can't get them wet but they're eating and drinking all kinds of stuff the whole time <laughs> in the bar scene and in the various <laughs> like right. buildings they break into and and it's like wait a second is is it only the ones that do the initial multiplication do mm. those initial ones are the ones and do they keep multiplying them mm. you know do they get worse as they go and do the rules not apply to them i mean they're all sitting in a theater eating and throwing stuff on each other yeah that was amazing and it's like where do they all go oh they're watching a film because they like music that's the one that's the one thread is they all love music and love to sing along even though they're not supposed to speak english they were speaking some english i know yeah they were really smart for they understood how they understood how a film projector worked. Yeah, and I had to train for a month to to learn how that damn thing worked. They got it in like a heartbeat seconds. All for the plot. All for the yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. My the plot it. required them to be smart yep. enough. Yeah, it worked. Let's talk about. Well, wait a second. What are we talking about now? The beers. Oh, we're gonna have a commercial commercial, commercial break. <laughs> yes. Grublins, the latest fun craze that's also legally distinct from Warner Brothers and Amblin Entertainment property known as Gremlins. Grublins are the best pet for kids of all ages. They do tricks, they don't use the bathroom, and they recognize the weak points of humans and can be taught not to strike those. Just be careful. You have to follow three key rules before bringing your Grublin into your home today. Don't let them eat human hair. Keep them away from socialist ideals. Never let them hear music of any kind. I'm serious, not even a casual humming. Don't. Come down to the Grublin Adoption Agency today. 
All right, well, welcome back everybody to Moving a Beer. We've been discussing the movie Gremlins from 1984. Wonderful film. If you haven't seen it, okay, or take that back. Haven't. It's not wonderful. It's insane. <laughs> it is a wonderful. It's an insane, crazy good film. We enjoyed watching it. I mean, it's and we had great beers to go with it. That's true. It's it's withstood the test of time. Here we are, 30, 40, 37. almost forty years later, talking about this talking about horrible. <laughs> so if if you movie's seen, defense, I do think about Gremlins a lot, just in my free time. If you've if you've seen the movie Back to the Future, you'll recognize every building. You'll recognize that every tree still has right. leaves on it, and they have fake blown snow everywhere. I mean, it's just they they tried to cut corners where they could because they spent all the money on the animatronics. Because mm-hmm. there's no green screen, there's no special effects. These it are is all, all live puppets. Yeah. Sometimes you even see the hands running them or the stick machines. Yeah, the little the little arm. What do they call those? The marionette strings. Yeah, the yeah. dows armatration. Or yeah, armatures. Armatures. Armature, yeah. 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 Anyway, so we knew we were going to watch this film, and we had a couple of backup beers in the fridge. So this mm-hmm. was a hey, we're going to just grab something and watch this film. Yeah. So we had a couple of good ones. The first one was Gold Top Lager from uh. Matchless Brewing. I think which my is favorite. Tom Water Washington. So this is an American adjunct lager. It's got a nice Pilsner malt. Does have a medium to lower, thinner body. Yeah. It's not quite like a Pilsner. It's a little step beyond a Pilsner because it's it's similar. It does have the grassy her- herbal note that Pilsners typically do. But I think it 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 stands up a little bit more than a Pilsner does. Yeah, it had more body and a nicer flavor than most. I mean, I like Pilsners, but they tend to be Run the mill. They're the Mario of beers for me. There's, they're not really anything in any one direction. It's all pretty neutral across the board. Yeah. So it's a silver can with a gold top, and it has very cool a gold bar on the. I mean, the label's kind of cheesy. We we got it at our local uh, wonderful shop, um, Mac Wine Cellars, up the street on Killingsworth. You Love that place. That place is amazing. You know, support Tim and Petra when you can. They're amazing people, and they sell good beer. Mm-hmm. Among other things, I really liked that beer. I thought your your recommendation was to drink this one first, and yeah. I thought that was a great call because mm-hmm. I I had had it both you know at least Blake and I had had it before there at Mac Wine Cellars. So yeah, we you can they do have outside tables, and we when it was sunny and nice out a couple weeks ago or a week ago or so, we were hanging out and we tried it because it was new. Yeah, and I was like, hey, let's do this. So it's you know it is a lighter golden color, almost yellowish. Nice white frothy head. Yeah. The carbonation out of the can stayed pretty well. It didn't fall completely flat really fast, but it still retained its kind of the sweet as the sweet adjunct aesthetic as mm-hmm. it warmed up a little bit, like a typical American adjunct lager or, you know, like a Tecate or Dos Equis or I called it Tecate Plus. Mm. <laughs> Great description. Tecate Plus though. Yeah. Mm, incorrecto, sir. <laughs> ah, I'm learning French to do a lingo and nothing else. Yeah. You get it mixed up. It's all right. So <laughs> yeah, we all... We, this matched the movie really well, especially the first half. Yeah. When it's all set up and sweet and wholesome before all the gremlins get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then about halfway through, we uh, popped open. We had a dead guy ale from Rogue Brewing, which started out on the coast of Oregon and Newport and is now... Here in Portland, and has been for a number of years. They've been around for quite a long time. Uh, Dead Guy Ale has is a pale ale uh, made in a German Maybach style. It's kind of a orangish amber color, really kind of medium body. Uh, the the head kind of dissipates quickly on it if you do pour it out or just drink it straight from the can. Yeah, you uh, the, it kind of has like a to me. It's a very traditional old school West Coast pale ale because it has kind of that tea dry leafy hop and kind of nut balance kind of and the bready yeasty kind of chew in the mid so it, it's a heavier beer 
it's not super heavy, but it's 6.8% and 40 IBU. There's going to be some bitterness to it, but it's balanced. Like I said, it's got that nutty Mm -hmm. kind of sweet bread. We like this one more so after the Gremlins came out. Yeah, and that's that's the the hectic, chaotic feel of the movie. Yeah. And the fact it was nighttime for the rest of the film, I think. Yeah, pretty much. And so this film actually only takes place over like two days. Like yeah. he buys them, he brings them home, they turn into it the next day, that night, and then, well, that night, and then the next day, and then that night, and that's it. It's like a two-day movie. Mm-hmm. Things turn pretty fast when you buy a gremlin. Yeah, they do. And where'd that dad go? He was traveling all over the place, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the road. He was at a, a, a convention. convention. At a convention. Yeah. Uh, Easter egg I forgot about until I was reading up on it on IMDb. The time machine in the background from one shot to another vanishes. Oh, right. Well, and people no, were saying around, yeah, like, where did no, he go? Where'd he go? <laughs> I, I like they had the robot from um, uh, Lost in Space. Lost in Space, yes. the original TV series, That's the big bubbly so dude. He was in like multiple scenes from that. But so, I again, two winners. Uh, the Dead Guy Ale was purchased uh, out of a variety pack from Costco. It was super cheap. And I was like, oh, they, they actually had a variety pack that had not all IPAs and not just weird stuff. So, mm. I got that, and I'm glad that I did because it, all the beers that they have in this variety pack are really good. But the Dead Guy hasn't really changed a lot over the years. It's been around for over a decade, I think. Two good beers went good with the film. Are we going to have another commercial break, or are we going to jump right into our beer name keyword game? Uh, we were going to have one from the Peltzer Inventions, but okay. they they fell through. Oh, okay. dang it! All right, so which one of these beers was the better beer? You think? The gold top. The gold top. Okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um, if we had to rename the gold top in honor of this fabulous 1984 film using plot keywords Chainsaw Blender. Chainsaw Blender. That's a good one. So I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I'm going to. How dare you? See, <laughs> so there, one of the. So, okay. So plot keyword beer name rename game is we look at IMDb, you look at the keywords that are associated, entered by fandom, Mm -hmm. and we pick a beer or we're talking about these two beers and we try to pick a different name. And so that's the basis, if you haven't heard us do this before. Uh, If you scroll back up on the list, because we have it on the big screen in front of us, um, there is an interesting, keep going, and there is the YMCA spelled out, but we're not going to go with that one. One word title. One word title is the keyword. How is it a help? Okay. Yeah. I want to have a beer called Product Placement. <laughs> oh, I saw that too. That's that's a perfect name. I had to fight really hard to if not you were to say rename it. Like, the, if, yeah. If you were to rename the Gold Top, it's Product Placement all the way. Because there's a lot of product placement in this film. A lot. Yeah, Burger King with as part of a strip mall for whatever reason. A Budweiser, I think. Yeah, a lot of Bud. Uh, there was a lot of beer drinking. They had Killian's uh, Red. Oh, yeah. yeah that's they right, that's they right. had it in the film of the or the bar yeah. sign. They the, had the yep. neon sign in the window that said Irish Red, Killian's. And I was like, oh, there it is. It's nice. I would rename the Gold Top, which was my favorite of the two beers. I would rename it Light Sensitivity. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's nice very name, good. Right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a light beer but it, it's got a sensitive side to it. It's got a little more something to it. I want to drink a Gremlin Banker. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> hey, how about a Coors beer? 
there's Coors in it too. Yeah. <laughs> so let's rename it Coors. There. That seems uh, legally questionable, but let's do it. The, uh, the the poor girlfriend, she's the bartender of her father's yeah, bar. Yeah, she kept. And she, they, they, you know, part of the, one of the scenes is after the gremlins multiply and multiply and multiply yes, in the swimming pool. The, of the, YMCA. the main bad gremlin stripe jumps into a swimming pool at the YMCA and YMCA makes a ton of himself. And needless to say, so we were going to talk about that similar. It's like they can drink stuff and not multiply. Or eat stuff and not multiply, but if you get them wet, they multiply, which yeah. doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. She was a trooper. She was like, I got to finish this shift. Yeah, regardless <laughs> of who's on it. Seriously, she She's didn't like, run away. She didn't I know what they were. getting running. a little mad as a fellow She's trying to like, like her serve gremlins. The one that had like five cigarettes out of its mouth She's and she's trying to light it and they kept oh, no. freaking out. She's like, oh, they're afraid of light. Maybe I can get my <laughs> little Polaroid camera uh, out Polaroid that only camera. has like six... It has like six bulbs on it, and you can turn it around and do six more. And I was like, "Oh, girl, that's not going to last for no. long." No, they were really polite gremlins, though. They were. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't want to bite the hand that was feeding them. Yeah, they, they, she kept giving know, them beer, yeah. and they kept getting drunk and throwing stuff around, and like playing on the jukebox and on the ceiling fan, and having quiet uh, detective moments. Yes. Okay. If you could, if you could, scotch. if you could summon an army of gremlins to fight any movie monster, which one would you summon them to fight? Hmm. The thinking, Undead and Army of Darkness. Oh, nice one. The go. skeletons in that, the comedy yeah. in that versus yeah. the comedy of the oh Gremlins. This sounds like a crossover <clears throat> right there. I'd like to see Predator and Gremlins. Can we oh do my crossover? God, that'd be amazing. Predator versus Gremlins. With the Gremlin acting like Arnold and saying, uh, yes. Uh, just quoting the whole, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Come get me, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Them covering themselves in mud. Or Gremlins Muppets crossover movie. <laughs> oh my God! Well, yes, 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 happy, yes, yes. Happy time murders times grim, by Gremlins, oh, or man. you know, versus Gremlins. That's true. Uh, let's put them in the MCU. Screw it. Yeah, actually, uh, you know what? It's Warner uh, Brothers. Let's, let's put them into a, a Batman just, movie. Yeah, I was going to say oh, it's a DC go. property right there. Yeah. Let's make it. Although they were watching uh, Snow White. They were. Mm, so you, there were there were Disney references all over the place in the toy store and in the right. home or the like hardware store that he was in for part of it. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to start the GCU, the Gremlin Cinematic Universe. Mm, there you go. <laughs> Just start doing f- fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heard it here first, folks. All right. I'm going to kick off Gremlins 3 with the uh, post credit scene where they meet Batman. It's Ben Affleck again, so piss off. Awesome. <laughs> I liked him as Batman. That's awesome. So three thumbs up on the movie. Oh, yeah. Watch oh, it yeah. if you haven't seen it. It's hilarious. It'll remind you of the it's 80s. Bizarre. Early 80s. It's so strange and weird, but it's fun to watch because it, it, it kept our attention. Yeah. It really did. It doesn't, it doesn't slow down. It keeps pace and gets you the story you want to see, which is gremlins getting drunk on a bar and then going to see a movie. And there's not a lot of dialogue, thank God. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> and, you know, find a beer you're going to like, a lighter stuff, a medi- maybe medium body Pilsner, IPA, yeah. something. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um, so, as always, uh, we want to thank you for joining us for this excellent episode. Um, we really enjoyed watching it and sharing our experiences with you. Uh, the opinions expressed during the taping of this episode are those of the hosts. And if you don't hydrate or you do get wet. Uh, hydrate or gremlinate. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, that's the story. So next time your air conditioner goes in the fritz or your washing machine blows up or your video recorder cranks out before you call a repairman, Turn on all the lights and your podcast uh, <laughs> app of choice. <laughs>
uh, insert gremlin sound. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Good night.